Because when you are looking for something so specific, you close yourself off to the magnificence of what is, what is in front of you, of the experience of being truly present and really in integrity with the person you're with, the family you're with, the wedding you're at. So if I would have listened to, it is best to shoot between this hour and this hour, and you place the sun behind the person's head, and you blah, 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 then I would have never discovered my own voice. I would have figured out how to efficiently and technically made something look the way other people love to make things look. The discrepancy between being able to make a gorgeous photograph and being able to make a photograph that is yours, that makes you feel alive, if you created something that you have no words to describe, it's different. You know how they say, get, be careful what you get good at? It's the same thing. It doesn't matter what you can do. It matters what you want to do. Help Me See is a podcast that redefines the word vision. Through vulnerable and real conversations, my own private introspective ramblings about the things that I think about in the wee hours of the morning and my deep core belief that your nothingness is your everything and all you have to do is see. I'm Bianca Mora. I'm your host. I am an educator, a photographic artist, and I believe that your daily photo habit can be the key to unlocking the ability to be more present in your everyday life and live deeper into your intention and purpose. We're not about the small talk here. Grab your coffee, get cozy, and let's talk. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is for you. For me, it is 9.30 on a Monday morning, and I feel like I have lived a year in this day. I <laughs> I have been up with with fussy babies with my son that has allergies and then he woke up at 5:15 even though he was up a million times during the night and then as i tried to take my coffee that i had just made from the counter to go sit on the couch and take a deep breath i don't even know how it happened but i spilled the whole I mean, when I say the whole, except for like an inch at the bottom, the whole steaming hot cup of coffee down my right leg. And I don't even understand why or how it happened. Um, I don't even, I've never felt that big of a surface area on my body be hot, too hot at that one time. But, um, all that to say, I pretty much canceled the, my morning. I had a yoga class, which I probably extra should have gone, but it's really raining hard here. And I was feeling called to my safe haven basement. So here I am. Um, and this podcast episode that we have today, it's a little bit of, of a turn because, uh, I don't know if it's a turn, but it's different because in this episode, I'm talking a lot about vision and being able to execute 
and discern your vision in the context of being in a photo session or photo shoot. So if you are a photographer, then I think that you will really resonate with this episode. Um, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts afterwards, but I've been really swirling around this topic and felt called to create a course specifically on photo sessions and the ability to walk into a photo session and the before and the after being simultaneously calm and open to the truth of what is and witnessing what is in front of you, but also at the same time, being discerning and confident in your vision and what you're there to capture as well. So it's a really intriguing, delicate, gorgeous dance, and I love talking about it. Uh, so on this particular day, I was on my morning walk um, through a woodsy, parky area. So you will hear squawks in the background. <laughs> birds and whatever the hell it was, you'll hear uh, crunching in dirt. So it is not the finest audio you've ever heard, but it's just another, another step in embracing having these conversations when I'm feeling the very most lit up about it. And that was on this particular morning going for a walk. So I hope you enjoy. I hope that it energizes you and inspires you in some way. At the end of the day, it's all about magnifying your own voice and being able to hear your own voice. We all know what it's like to be in a state of flow and to be doing the thing that is aligned with our soul and our vision and makes us happy. But it's so easy to overthink. It's so easy to get distracted by other people's quote unquote standards and should do's and could do's. Um, but this episode is all about the absolute fulfilling magic that can happen when you find that sweet spot of being firm in your seat of yourself and in your consciousness and also being open to see what is, what is around you and what is it that you're witnessing. So without further ado, here we go. So today I am creating a file on my walk. You might hear birds. You might hear crunching of gravel. You might hear me panting because I'm out of shape. But I just felt really called to create this while not sitting at my desk. So I'm going with it. So today I'm going to talk about your vision and how to trust in your vision now. The context, the content that I'm going to refer and give all the examples for is through photography. But I want you to know that you could apply this <laughs> to all areas of your life if you zoom out and think about the high-level context of what I'm saying. So, oh my gosh, there's three here. Oh my gosh. Okay. I had to stop recording because there were three deer in the past. Okay. So one of the main reasons why I want to talk about this is because I remember the feeling of going to a session or going to shoot a wedding or 
what have you, whatever it was, and feeling like this pit in my stomach of like, oh my gosh, if I show up and I can't find shade, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like this panic of walking into less than ideal circumstances. And the reality is you control very little of that. So living with this feeling of trepidation that you're pairing with a craft that you love so much can make it contained it and make it less enjoyable. And then it can make you feel like, why can I capture things so easily here, but then get so nervous here? Or it could also make you reflect back on your experience and think, why is it that I get so nervous and then I go and look at my images on the computer and they're great. They're fine. Like, why can't I just keep my cool about this? It's imperative for you to feel confident in your ability to see. All you have to do is see. Is keeping yourself open to what is rather than searching for ideal conditions based on photography books or what this other photographer said that you love their work. Because when you are looking for something so specific, you close yourself off to the magnificence of what is, what is in front of you, of the experience of being truly present and really in integrity with the person you're with, the family you're with, the wedding you're at. You know, it could be very easy to find a way of photographing that feels comfortable, but then you could end up feeling like your clients are put into a template. Like, okay, I'm searching for an environment that's like this, that's like that. And while it's not wrong, and if that makes you feel comfortable to have those shots, and you know that's what people are coming to you for, and you want to make them happy, that's all to do with your comfort level and what you want to provide for your client. But it's really important to not leave out your openness, the presence of what's happening. I think a huge reason why early on I was able to take so many risks in higher stakes situations was because I was second shooting a lot. Um, I worked with this amazing photographer. He's a dear, dear, dear friend of mine, uh, Narav Patel. And so I started second shooting for him really early on. And as a second shooter, you're able to experience a situation or an event with less inherent pressure. And you're able to get more curious and explore scenarios that you might not have had the luxury of exploring when you're really concerned with getting the quote-unquote most important shots, right? So what do I mean by this? I mean, if I know that someone else is covering the quintessential, they're going to kiss, the kiss shot, or, you know, the main, hmm, 
this will be the shot that they want framed in their living room or what have you. I'm staying out of the way of that and not impeding on that person's vision. But I'm also able to get really curious about what else is happening. What is this light doing? What shapes are happening within the structure that I'm in? And also, with that situation in particular, you have a little bit more luxury in the sense that people aren't paying as closely, as close of attention to you. So, if you want to practice, but you feel a little bit tense in doing it as the sole photographer, then maybe you find someone that will let you shadow or be a second for them in a situation. But that's not to say that that's the only way to do it. I think that that's just an option for for those of you that feel more of the nerves and want to make sure that you can get some of the experience under your belt of being curious and exploring with less pressure. So fast forwarding, I think that that experience combined with my trust in my vision and my values and what I felt like was important in any situation that I was in is a lot of the reasons why I have been able to photograph like this for so many years. Well, when you're photographing a session, there's a lot of responsibility on you to create the container. What do I mean by that? So whether you're going to a location or you're going to someone's home, your presence in the space dictates how the session goes. And there's a very delicate balance and dance to be done with going with the flow of what's happening, but also being a strong stand for your vision. And being a strong stand for your vision can mean whatever you want it to mean. If you want to photograph someone else's truth, you have to help them to be more in their body, to be more of their self and more at ease during a session. You know, it's not normal, typically, to have a camera following you around. So even when you're saying, oh, do what you would normally do, it's really easy for someone to get stiff and uncomfortable and desire guidance from the photographer. But it's the photographer's job to find a way to make them feel at ease, to be open to all possibilities of what that means. Maybe that's switching activities. Maybe that's distracting them with questions and continuing to shoot while they're answering the questions. So that ends up kind of numbing them to the camera being in their face. So it's not only when there's an official shot happening, but it's just the whole time. I shoot a ton in sessions. A ton. I'm basically, my shutter is going 
almost nonstop because even if I'm not capturing images that I want every single one of, the normalcy of it going on kind of (laughs) beats them down, but like (laughs) it just numbs them. It numbs them to the situation and the camera becomes less of a thing. We want the camera to be less of a thing. This is why I love photographing my parents so much, that they don't care and they ignore me. (laughs) Being ignored is awesome when you're taking photographs. I feel compelled to have this conversation because I feel like a huge reason why you're feeling nervous or uncomfortable or unable to see clearly or take the pictures that you actually want to take when you're performing under pressure in a session is because of all the well-intentioned quote-unquote teachings or all the technical know-how that you've gathered up in an attempt to be better. And what I want to say is, I get it. I did it. I went to school. I went to a four-year private college for photography. So I understand. But here's the thing. It's really easy to get swept up and intimidated in the technical side. There's just so much. There's so much you can do. There's so much to learn. But at the end of the day, having technical proficiency does not translate to your vision being realized. Now, if you have a vision aesthetically that you want to achieve, and that is your your base, that is your set point to like, I want my images to look like this, then sure, yes, do what you need to do to figure out, technically speaking, how to achieve that general aesthetic. But you don't have to go further than that until you start to feel confined by your abilities. Then you can expand. You get what I'm saying? It's like, there's a million things that you can learn. But if you get yourself to the point where you're like, okay, I'm now able to take a picture. And I know from actual capture to the edit that I'm able to make something look the way I want it to look. Now that's it. Now it's about exploring the actual experience and leaning into your actual vision of the content and the subject matter and what it is you're looking for, because that is the most important part, the most important part. So until you get to the point where you feel like your style changes or you aren't satisfied with something, you really don't need to take yourself on this long journey in learning every technical skill. Because another thing that that does is it clouds you from seeing what you're meant to see. For instance, for me personally, I remember that I used to feel insecure about when a client would ask me, what time is best for the sun? What time is best? I'm just like, oh my God, I am such an imposter. I don't really know. I hear it's around sunset, around six, (laughs) but I don't really want to wait till six to shoot. And I, I feel like I'll just take a picture of you wherever you are. And I thought that was wrong. (laughs) 
I felt like I was a faker because I was seeing on these photography Facebook pages, everyone saying, oh, a client asked me to shoot at noon. Can you believe that? Like, no way I'm doing that, blah, 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 stuff like that. So if I would have listened to, it is best to shoot between this hour and this hour, and you place the sun behind the person's head, and you blah, 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 then I would have never discovered my own voice. I would have figured out how to efficiently and technically made something look the way other people love to make things look. Now, listen, I am not judging. <laughs> I'm not judging shooting at sunset is gorgeous. What I'm judging, what I'm not judging at all, but what I'm saying is the discrepancy between being able to make a gorgeous photograph and being able to make a photograph that is yours that makes you feel alive because you feel like you created something that you have no words to describe and you just feel like lit up. It's different. You know how they say, get be careful what you get good at? It's the same thing. I remember in high school, I was taking all AP classes. I was doing, you know, calculus. My best friend who's an engineer would be like, oh, is this so great that by three pages of doing a math problem, you get one answer. Isn't that so exciting? And that's the only answer it can be. And even if I got it correct, I'm like, I want to jump out a window. This is terrible. This sucks. <laughs> the waste of my life. No, it's not a waste of life. It's amazing. People that can do that and want to do that and get excited off that. Um, but what I'm saying is, it doesn't matter what you can do. It matters what you want to do. You know, this is how we get all burnt out. This is how we get to a space where we're feeling so uninspired because we overextend ourselves and we say, yeah, I can make that work when it's such a departure from your vision. When you take on a client that specifically wants props or a cake smash and it's just that's not in your soul and you really don't want to do it. You know, and please listen with the grain of salt. This conversation I'm having is really high level. There's so much nuance. I think that trying any type of session once is an amazing idea. And maybe taking on a cake smash or whatever, what have you, getting the photos that you know the client wants and then going rogue and doing your style of whatever session you're at is an amazing idea. So just dropping that there. Um, but conceptually speaking, what I'm saying is being more discerning is the way to developing your own unique, incredible voice. I once took a class and the photographer was talking about how important it is to be selective over the images you take and knowing what's meant for you. She was saying that she would like, she would love um, some of her fellow photographers photograph so much that she would be somewhere and think, oh my gosh, that's a photograph. But that's Joel's photograph. That's not my photograph. Like she was able to see in the style of someone else, but discern that that is amazing but that's not for me. 
isn't that beautiful? Like then it's like dating. It's like a relationship. It's like choosing a partner for life. There's so many incredible people in the world that are just not for you. Right? Is this making sense? So being able to walk in to an environment and feel so confident in your ability to create the environment for what truth to unfold or the truth to unfold is honestly the most priceless feeling. Truly. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I have the answers to the universe in terms of being in a shoot. I'm like, yeah, why can't I apply this to the rest of my life? That's what I'm working on right now is applying <laughs> the principles of how I handle and walk into these sessions because I feel so amazing over it and so lit up and so confident like, okay, now let me apply this towards every area of my life. <laughs> See how that goes. Um, wouldn't that be nice? So yes, there, there are a million different ways. There are, there is no set path. There's no set curriculum to becoming the person that is able to show up in any given situation and feel completely at ease and confident in their vision. There's no set curriculum because depending on you, as with this whole thing, this whole theme <laughs> always comes back to you, depending on you, there's a million different things that you might need or not need. If you feel insecure about um, the technical side, if you feel people shy, if you, whatever it is, it's all about doing the things that you need to do the bare minimum of things that you need to do to feel okay, to feel like I can handle this in a situation and then really focusing in on the experience. You know, coming home and looking at your photos and feeling like these are really beautiful photos, period. But having this feeling inside, like, but it's not it. That is a very acute pain. And it kind of hurts, right? It's like, I know I have so much more to give. I know that there is a world in which I could have photographed this in a way that resonates so hard with my soul. And this isn't it. And I don't know what it is, or I don't know how to get there. I feel for that because I've felt that before. When you're working with a craft, that means so much to you. And when you're doing it for a reason that is so pure and intentional, having a mismatch between what you're producing and what's in your heart is really difficult. 
And it's my favorite, one of my favorite things to talk about. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, help. <laughs> oh my God, help. Um, DM me. I'd love to have a conversation. Right now I'm putting together a workshop of sorts. I would love to hear about your specific experience because it is so unique. It's so unique. And what I truly feel is that while this is the long game, while honing your craft and developing your vision is something that is, it never stops happening. Like you grow over life. Like your images that you take today are not going to be the exact images that you would want to take tomorrow. So while I know that it's something that will never stop needing tending to, I also know that your ability to get to a place that feels really good and really authentic is something that could happen overnight. Literally, <laughs> the, the snap of a shutter. <laughs> I'm not trying to be cheesy here, but a, uh, a 125th of a second. <laughs> this, this content, this subject matter, the whole theory behind what I'm talking about, if we want to pull it outside of photography, it's whatever you do in life. Wherever you are, if you can be fully there and bring your full self in a way that feels like you, while staying open to what is and being able to dance with that, that skill set will do everything. That's all you need. <laughs> it's when we're having horse blinders on and only looking for a specific kind of light or it's when you know life isn't going your way and you're like no but this was supposed to happen but that didn't happen you're not seeing all of the other ways in which you can get to that same destination but not through the how of what you thought you know some of my favorite pictures that I've ever taken in my whole life are the most undesirable quote-unquote light <laughs> like really hard light don't let your purest intention of wanting to improve wanting to learn and wanting to grow be the thing that stops you that blocks you from discovering your true voice you know, there's a balance between learning the technical and also letting it go. Just letting it go. Like learning the rules to break the rules, right? Like if blur is your thing, why would you follow the rule of never go below a 125th of a second? You wouldn't. You would never see the beautiful painterly images that you would want to take if you always followed that rule, right? 
if you always just shot at sunset and then only let it be 30 minutes because that's the length of your session and then you leave, you might never discover your love affair with blue hour (laughs) and shooting in that very unique light. If you only let sunset be the light that you want, how will you ever capture the sweet, puffy-eyed look of a baby that just woke up from sleeping a whole night and everyone's in their jammies and eating breakfast? No? Poetry in aligning with your vision yet being so open to a million different hows, a million different ways of getting to your vision. I could cry. I could cry. I have goosebumps. So, again, if this is something that you're interested in having a conversation about, Please DM me. I'm on Instagram at Bianca Leamora, L-E-A, B-I-A-N-C-A, L-E-A-M-O-R-R-A. I would absolutely love to hear from you. I'd love to hear about your vision and where you feel like you're getting hung up. And um, I'd love to give you the first steps to stepping further into your vision. If you got value out of the show, If you thought of someone that could benefit, send the episode, let them know why it resonated with you. It's so helpful and so life-giving. Some of the most amazing things that I've discovered have come from a caring friend sending it my way. I'm ever grateful for that because I don't know if I would have found it otherwise. Um, And also, if you leave a review, that would be so helpful one of the biggest things that you could do for this podcast because apparently if the podcast gets uh, more reviews then it can be discovered by more people i don't know i don't know how the algorithm works but um if you feel the spark to share your experience listening to the podcast i would absolutely love it and be very thankful okay So as we close this conversation, I want you to close your eyes unless you're driving or walking. (laughs) Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Really quick. Think about one of your favorite moments of your whole life. Think about that moment. Savor that moment. Be in that moment. Relive that moment. With your eyes closed, think about what is it about that moment that made you feel that way? Journal on it. Open your eyes and journal on it. I bet you can find some of your truth or all of your truth in that and if you can find a way to apply that towards the rest of your work you got some momentum going my friend okay be well talk to you later
If you enjoyed this episode and want to get in on actual conversations with me, join the Help Me See podcast private Facebook group. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be hopping on live for Q&A on the latest episode and for free consulting if you need a bit of help thinking about ways to save your memories. Did you get something out of this episode? I really, really, really hope you did. And I would love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to empower you to feel peace knowing that you are not missing your life. One of the best ways that you can support me is leaving a review. And honestly, I'd rather hear about the memory you saved because of this podcast rather than any kind of accolade. Tell me how this podcast has impacted you. And one, I'll probably cry. (laughs) And two, I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. Take a minute and head out to the link in the bio to write a review now on the podcast.